Welcome to Pirate Living Podcast. We are your hosts, Coron and Kristen. On this podcast, we are highlighting ordinary people living extraordinary lives. These are pirates who take small, bold actions daily to create social change. Pirate life is all about rebelling and breaking the rules for good. Creating lasting social change starts by first breaking our inner rules. After all, the hardest rules to break are your own. The pirates we highlight have dedicated themselves to creating good trouble. Today, we are sitting down and chatting with Sammy Satakario. Sammy is the host of the Reparenting Revolution podcast, where she encourages her listeners to open their minds and think for themselves. She has also taken her Reparenting Revolution over to training camp for the soul, where she is her creative director. And Sammy is making big waves in the world, and we're excited to be talking with you today. So welcome, Sammy. (laughs) Yay. Thank you so much. That was a fun intro to listen to. (laughs) I always get a little like pep in my step when I hear, when I hear my intro going, I feel like I'm I'm doing the walkout. Like, yeah, (laughs) walkout song. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Which is changing, but, um, yeah. Right. I love when I find, I'm like, Ooh, is this my new walkout song? <laughs> is this my new jam? And then my old one comes on, raise your glass by pink. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> and you can have multiples. <laughs> yes. Oh, the power of music. Mm-hmm. So Sammy, you've spent your time living the pirate life, working on a cruise ship. You also joined the nomadic pirates this past spring following spring North. So we'd love to hear about what started you on your pirate journey and led you to where you are today. Absolutely. Yes. You know, pirate by so many, so many definitions of the word and so many characteristics. Um, one of which you've said is I have worked on a cruise and grew up on the water and I tend to follow the wind and follow wherever the ocean's taking me at the moment. Um, and there's something that came to mind at the beginning when I was listening to your intro, ordinary people living extraordinary lives. And I don't remember a time that I've been ordinary. You know, um, my parents always described me as the eccentric one, um, my weird one, Mm -hmm. um, because I just stuck out like a sore thumb, uh, from the moment we moved to South Florida. Um, so I'm, uh, I was raised in South Florida by a bunch of New Yorkers. I call it the sixth borough where I'm from. And so we definitely have like that hustle New York culture, but in sunny South Florida, And I was raised to, I was primed to be in the theater industry. So I did theater at a very young age. And anytime I would try something else, like tried climbing, tried swimming, tried horseback riding, anything I would do, I would always go back to theater. Um, So clearly a part of me loved to be in that collaborative environment, the artsy environment. um, And I did that all the way through college. I have a degree in musical theater. However, throughout all of those years, it was a very toxic industry. It's a very toxic place to be in. There's a lot of body shaming. There's a lot of false information around health, around what it means to be healthy. There's a lot of mental health issues in the theater industry. And I suffered with many of those. Um, I lived with chronic pain for for many years and went from doctor to doctor to doctor. um, And basically was told, you'll just always live this way. I refused the diagnosis of fibromyalgia. I was just like, screw that. I, I had no idea. I was so unaware of like, the, um, the dynamics that were happening in Western medicine, but I just, I just knew it was wrong. Like something always felt off. I never trusted my doctors and, 
um, about five years ago, I really took my health into my own hands and I was singing on a boat and my singing partner was a health coach. And I was like, and he talked about building better habits. I was like, yes, that, that's mm-hmm. what I want. I'm sick of these diets. I'm sick of doctors telling me ABC. I just want to learn more about my body and I want to take control of my life. Self-responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew it was possible and I knew it could come from a place of loving myself rather than, can I curse? I should have asked that yeah. question. Okay, Pirates. shitting on myself. <laughs> Pirates, yeah, curse all the time. Um, rather than shitting on myself. And I just fell in love with that. And I just like, oh my gosh, everyone needs to hear. And that's definitely been part of the out of the ordinary for me is like, once I find something amazing, I'm like, I want to tell everybody, I want to help everybody. The whole world needs to feel better. Like Mm -hmm. ever since I was a little kid. Um, actually this is a fun origin story, little tangent. Um, Kristen knows this because, you know, we met on many occasions. I can make friends with a wall. Um, (laughs) I love making friends. Little Sammy loves making friends. When I was three years old, my parents, my parents took me to a Barney concert and this is the story that they tell. Um, and I like, there was like a line of people and I just like walked up to the first person in line. Hi, I'm Sammy. Will you be my friend? Next person. (laughs) Hi, I'm Sammy. Will you be my friend? Next person. Hi, I'm Sammy. Will you be my friend? And I still do that. (laughs) I still do like that's still happening. Um, and the people who say no, don't need them in my life. (laughs) Everybody is invited to be my friend. Um, And if you want me as a friend, I'm a great friend. So there you go. (laughs) Um, So that was a a side note. Um, So I wanted to tell the whole world about all these things that I was learning, all these things I was learning about um, hormones and chemicals in our products. And um, then my mom developed breast cancer and I became super passionate about, you know, what deodorants we're using, what fragrances we're using. And Um, immediately when I stopped using scented candles, my migraines went away. Um, so it was, you know, this slow transition and I was so confused as to why people didn't care. Mm. And I was so confused. And I, I know that I was coming from a place of fear, the way I was talking about it, like, you know, like you have to do this or you're going to get cancer. Like no one wants to hear that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's, you know, you learn that that was my maturity, lack of knowledge of how to communicate this work. Um, and so I had learned all this information. I got a few certifications under my belt and then my partner and I moved to Seattle and I was working at a gym and I knew that I wanted to build an online business and I was starting it and I was looking for an online mentor. Um, and then COVID hit Hmm. and I put all of my money into a business mentor. Um, Matt Walrath from beyond macros. He's an amazing, um, nutrition coach a new like business mentor for nutrition coaches. And I just ran with everything speed of implementation. I took everything he said and just did it. And it was perfect timing because people wanted help at that time. People trusted me because they had seen my journey. And I came from a place of love of authenticity of like, you can do this. You can take care of your body. And, um, about four or five months into that, I did a live with um, the one and only Mark England and immediately what he was talking about, I was like, I need this. This is the next step. I'd been to through years of therapy. I've studied words and stories and I have a minor in religious studies and I've written about how oral traditions and written traditions were, um, uh, how 
oral traditions became written traditions and what was left out of those stories and particularly with women in the Bible. Um, so I loved the idea of using stories for healing and the, and all of a sudden my world changed mm -hmm. and I saw everything differently. And, uh, I continued my coaching business for another year and a half. I've done over 350 story work sessions at this point. Um, I really threw myself into, into that modality. And then about six months ago, I just burnt out super burnt out. I was being a solopreneur is not what I meant to do. I'm totally meant to collaborate with people. Like I said, I like friends. I want friends. I want to do business things with friends. <laughs> and so I pretty much, in, I knew I needed to let go of my coaching program, but I was still something about the date, December 8th just kept coming to me. And so I was like, all right, December 8th, something's happening. I guess it's a group program. We'll call it rise radical identity shift evolution didn't realize that I was planning my own identity shift. Mm -hmm. um, so call that subconscious, call that manifestation, can call it many things. It happened though, because on December, because about 10 days before December 8th, I was like, all right, I'm going to nuke this program. I'm going to, I already have people who want to put down a deposit and I'm just going to say, nope, not doing it. And I am going to switch into copywriting and I'm going to move to Austin, Texas. And that happened like the day of Thanksgiving, um, just having a conversation with my friend. I slept on that decision, woke up the next day and I was like, all right, I'm going to, I think I'm going to do copywriting. And my parents were like, all right, here's another left turn, Sammy. And <laughs> I was like, okay, but I think that this could be a better way for me to serve. People mm -hmm. kept telling me how much, how good of a writer I am. And I really enjoy writing and um, when it feels right, it just falls out of me since taking the story work certifications, like writing has become my therapy. I taught a journal therapy course, um, for, you know, mini workshop of one of the many lead magnets that I put out in my time of coaching. And, um, I loved working with writers as my ideal client and, uh, 10 days between making the decision to become a copywriter um, and to December 8th, that was 10 days on December 8th, I landed a creative director position with training camp for the soul. Mm. Um, I basically reached out to Chris Marhefka and said, Hey, um, I wrote you guys a few social posts. i want to become a copywriter I want, or I am a copywriter. I'm doing this now. Um, and he said, we just lost our copywriter. I'm going to connect you to a knot and a knot called me and we started talking and I was like, let's go. Mm. <laughs> and it's been, it's been a dream because, um, since meeting little Sammy, everything has changed. Mm -hmm. And since recognizing all of these adults with angry children inside and scared little kids inside and seeing that that's how this world is currently being run. Mm -hmm. And it's the problem that we're having with our leadership, with our separation in, in society, with lack of self-responsibility, um, this is all, this is all screaming in our children, it's mm -hmm. all scared in our children. So that's where I came up with my podcast, the reparenting revolution. And that, that started in, in about, um, I think it was October. I started that and there's 11 episodes out right now. Um, and it's a very vulnerable podcast for me because I talk about a lot of things that have, you know, have lost friends over, over, over these conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, Bring, being able to bring in training camp for the soul in terms of like, cool, now I get to like help them grow 
the program, it's not a program. I mean, it's not a program. It's, it's, it's a training. You're training how to heal yourself Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Um, being able to help them grow and still have like my revolution of how this applies to politics and society and where we're, where we're moving. It's perfect. And, um, I'm just super excited to see where it goes. I'm still, I'm doing copywriting, like one copywriting project a month other than that. Cause mm. let's not burn out. Uh, <laughs> but it's been a really, really cool journey up to this place. And I'm so, I, I have no idea where it's going next. <laughs> the unknown. That's an exciting mm-hmm. place to be too. Mm-hmm. And um, the, Hey Sammy, I, I want to be your friend is what I imagine you did when you first came to my house and didn't know where my house was like meeting my neighbors and be like, hi, I'm Sammy. You want to be my friend? Okay. okay. Kristen, I did not meet your neighbors. <laughs> well, that's what it is that's, in my head. <laughs> that's how the story, that's how you and Lance tell the story. Like I showed up at their house, like knocking and I was like, I just Seems parched like two doors. <laughs> it would have been on brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it would have <laughs> and then you showed up to my house and you got to say hi sammy hi i'm sammy i'm gonna be your friend now so me lance and everybody else that came on so i'm little sammy is is still making friends with everybody <laughs> <laughs> absolutely mm-hmm. so um i want to know what it, what is the social rebellion that you're creating with the work that you're doing absolutely um, it's a lot of things and it's, it's, it is continuing to, to morph because what we're seeing is morphing and what I'm recognizing, what I'm really trying to sit with is that we all live in different realities. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a very liberal background in theater. I'm super queer, um, like very very in the LGBTQ plus a whatever it is now community. Um, and now my beliefs are very different from what the norm of that is. Mm-hmm. And uh, politically, I'd say. Um, and there's, I come from a family that says, trust the doctors, trust the doctors, trust the doctors. And I don't. And that's not the doctor's fault. You know, it's not their fault. It's what they're trained to do as well. They're only allowed to have, you know, like when Julie was on your podcast, talked about 15 minutes in your, um, mm-hmm. 15 minutes in there, right? And I, that's what I grew up with. I grew up being hospitalized and being told I'm crazy and told all these things because I was having migraines and I was having um, this body pain that nobody could explain. And seeing how the, it feels like a through line of lack of self-responsibility. You know, we don't, we don't grow our own food anymore. We don't hunt anymore. We don't make our own medicine anymore. We don't have, you know, we, we outsource for everything and have really moved away from trusting our bodies and trusting ourselves so much that we don't even know how to listen to our bodies. We don't, so many of us don't even know what it feels like to be in the body. If you would have asked me a year ago, what, like, I I'm still understanding what embodiment means. Um, I, I had a breakthrough this past weekend that, um, where I, where I really, for the first time was like, oh, this is what it means to feel embodied and to mm-hmm. feel whole. And I was like, oh, okay. So all of those words that I hear all the time. So I, I've been seeing this like 
crack in a through line for about four to five years when I started going, I don't understand why the U.S. government allows all of these chemicals into our mattresses and into our, um, and into our, you know, products, into everything, into our mascara, (laughs) into our Mm -hmm. lipstick, into our food. I was like, I I don't understand. Like, this doesn't make sense. And why people want to ignore it, why we like shut that off. And, um, you know, part of my origin story that I, I left out this time is I spent 10 months in a relationship with a very dark narcissist mm-hmm. who was significantly older than me and taught me a whole lot about mm-hmm. the truth about American history. So while I was being gaslit by my partner, I was also learning about the mass gaslighting we were all experiencing. And part of the beauty of journaling and paying attention to your words and paying attention to my words and writing down my words, writing down my thoughts, and then translating them, doing that, that one word process, which, you know, we do all the time. Once, once you start doing that, it's a formula for life. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to recognize all the ways, all the ways that I was being gaslit, all the ways narcissism was showing up in the world. And how thinking for myself and tapping into my body and my intuition is really the way through and forward and getting closer to little Sammy, um, is the way through and forward. Um, that's how I move through the fear in order to be the brave revolutionary that I need to be and figuring out what this revolution actually is. Nobody wants, a, no, you know, we, people make jokes about a oh, civil war is coming, you know, no one wants that. Mm-hmm. No one wants that. How can we take this revolution and make it one, that's a consciousness revolution rather than uh, taking up arms. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, if it comes to it, I, 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 I hope, I pray that we all have that bravery inside of us um, to do what needs to be done for ourselves. Um, and I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that means. So like if the NSA is listening, like, I don't know what that means. Like I'm not in <laughs> charge here. I'm just asking questions. I just, mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping and I'm, aiming for mental health and a self-love revolution. Mm. And when we can love ourselves deeply and fully, that's the only way we can really connect and love each other. But when we're so disconnected for ourselves, that martyr, it's not, I don't know if it's martyrdom, but like this, this aspect of like save each other before you save yourself, like doesn't make sense. Mm. Like there's, there's a lack of, there's a, there's a conditioning there that goes against our human nature. Mm. Um, and I'm continuously just questioning it. Like, I don't have answers. Right. I'd, like I said, I'm just questioning it. Um, yeah, I could keep ranting on this because it's still <laughs> like, I feel like this is a, like a verbal journal entry right now with this. Um, but it's, it's a very, When I was a kid and I was going through it and I was, I was super over-medicated. So when I started having, um, my mental health issues, they just medicated me and sedated me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot of memories that I don't have for my teenage years. Mm -hmm. Um, I was obsessed with the Beatles. I was obsessed with the Vietnam war. Um, I was obsessed with the hippie movement, with the revolutionaries, Um, maybe this was the part of me that like was craving the chaos, you know, um, maybe I, at the time was just saying, oh, I have a past life during the, during the, not the revolutionary war, during the Vietnam war. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And also a lot of theater surrounds that time period. Um, And I found a lot of calm listening to listening to the Beatles over and over and over and over. And And I've done a few like Beatles shows um, as an adult as well. Um, And I always wondered, would there be a time in my life that I was so passionate about a cause, that I was so passionate about a movement that I would lay down my life for it and I would make the hard decisions for it. And my line in the sand has been drawn and we're here. And fortunately I have the tools to do it in like a, in a positive way, you know? And that's what's cool about this is like, I'm spreading love, man. (laughs) You know, and like, what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. love bombs spread it <laughs> yeah yeah um with that too like there are some uncomfortable questions that I'm guessing arrive came up along the way too of learning to reparent um what are what are some of those questions that you've gotten to ask yourself um t- in order to to get you here that's a great question Right now, my, a big question is I'm having is, you know, I'm having these patterns show up, right? Um, and where is my responsibility in this pattern? Rather than, you know, playing the victim and saying like, it's them, they're this, they're that. Where am I showing up? How am I showing up right now? That is attracting this situation. And even if I'm going, hmm, this is mine and all of that's not mine. Like it's still, I am playing a role in my life, right? That victim mentality, um, getting out of that victim mentality. So that's been a constant question for me is where am I playing a role? And as I, you know, I find myself in toxic situations going, where am I the toxic one here? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a hard question. And it takes a lot of a lot of reflection and, and really sometimes like getting out of your mind and not sometimes the the, the answer is learning how to connect the mind with the body Mm -hmm. that when I'm, when I'm thinking these things, really tapping into what is happening in my body right now. But it wasn't until this past weekend that I, I really connected that on a level that was below the conscious. Um, and it was for the first time without a facilitator, without psilocybin, without, without anything. I mean, I I smoked a little pot, but that's, you know, not really, um, you know, not really a big heart opener. That's going to change everything. It definitely Mm -hmm. came from all of the work that I've done. Mm -hmm. So there's, there was that. And I really took a look at these patterns and felt, and felt the feeling I've been feeling in my chest and my solar plexus since I'm a little kid. And just all of the images of all of the times that I felt this just zoomed in front of me mm-hmm. and it felt like something opened. So where is my role in this um, has been a big question. Um, another one I ask myself a lot is where am I letting fear win? Because don't get me wrong, all of my like revolutionary attitudes, all of this, I'm freaking scared. And like, I'm often reaching out to help for friend from friends. Like, Hey, I need you to calm me down off of this. Like, I don't want to be in conspiracy theory world. I want to know the truth. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, yeah, I like sometimes it's fun to play with the conspiracy theories. Like, yeah, like, sure. Let's go in on it. But it's very important to understand what is, 
what is reality and what is a theory. Um, and that's a very important distinction. So um, I'll make jokes and call myself a conspiracy theorist, but I am very like, I am very aware of what is theory and what is, what is where I'm looking at the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so where am I letting fear win? Because fear is a programmed pattern for me. So that's part of the reparenting. Um, where can I take more responsibility for my daily actions? Um, when I'm reaching out to, for help from people, where can I help myself more? Um, and what's very cool is when you put the language work together with the inner child work. You know, the language is, um, and I love, I love words. I just like nerd out so hard. I just <laughs> love words. Yeah, of course I'm supposed to be a writer. It makes so much sense now. Uh, <laughs> once I embraced the writer identity, I was like, oh, everything makes sense. Um, and it's been very cool. It's been very fun. Um, but being able to connect those because the words are just the beginning. They're the conscious mm-hmm. and they guide you towards what's happening in your body. They guide you towards um, the deeper levels of how you're thinking and how you're feeling and how you're patterned. Um, and so being able to put them together and asking those questions, like somebody pointed out that I'm saying TBD a lot. I have, and I've been, I've been struggling with commitment for, mm. for a minute. Yeah. I've been struggling for about a year, but it's, it's a longer, it's a longer pattern. Like, I don't want to commit to a bed, like by <laughs> like signing a lease terrifies me. I've mm. broken leases, um, in the past few years. And, um, so somebody's, who said to me, you know, you say TBD a lot <laughs> and that's a lack of commitment term. That's soft talk. So I'm, you know, practicing that responsibility, practicing that, um, repatterning, reparenting, self-healing by saying, by say, when I say TBD, Ooh, all right, take that out. <laughs> Where can I make a commitment here? Is it yes? Or is it no? <laughs> um, and I'm resisting that as well. I'm resisting it because I'm like, screw that. I just want to be in flow right now. (laughs) Um, And practicing small commitments will help me practice those larger commitments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that being said, I mean, we've talked a little bit about some of the bold actions you've taken. So what bold actions um, are you taking now or, or currently planning to take? not TPD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have so many bold actions I'm taking. I, that is something I'm good at is taking action. Mm. Um, when I want something, I just do it. And Kristen once beautifully reflected to me that I show up mm-hmm. and that, and so I loved that because I was like, Oh, I love that. The lens that, that, that I can view that through for me, it's discernment around the key. Now is the discernment between, all right, do I take action? Do I sleep on this? Mm. Um, because like I find something exciting and I'm like, I want to do it now. Okay. <laughs> calm down. Like, I want to drive across the country in my car and sleep in my car. All right, Sammy, do you fit in your car? Let's start there. <laughs> you <laughs> are tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when Lance made me that little headboard thing, like we were like, let's do this right now. And he and I are very similar in that way, I think. <laughs> um, and and I like actually tried to sleep there. I was like, I don't, I don't freaking fit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have upgraded my car since, and I love sleeping in my car now. Um, yeah, I make a lot of bold actions. Um, some, when the wind takes me, when the ocean is, changes the current, I've learned to stop fighting it. 
mm-hmm. and to allow it to happen. I have tended to stay where I am longer than I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like, in, it feels like I've been in Oregon too long. Like, it feels like Oregon is kicking me out. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've been actually saying, it's projectile vomiting me out. Um, <laughs> I feel and, the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, but you don't want to come to Austin. No, I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll come visit me and, and other friends in Austin. Um, I'm being pulled to Austin. Um, I had never thought about it before. It just, it just hit my mind. And then I was like, it, my body started to, to feel really calm when I thought about it. And I've only visited for one weekend, but immediately it was like, oh, okay. Like I don't need to resist being, I had been resisting living in a city. I'm a city girl. I lived in New York for years. I lived in Seattle. Like I've, I've been a city girl who fell in love with the mountains Mm -hmm. and I've been resisting cities out of fear. Um, and out of, I'm supposed to be in the mountains. I, this is the person I need to be. And then when I decided on Austin, I was like, I don't, why am I, why am I fighting this? I love, Mm -hmm. I love the city life and I also love nature. Mm -hmm. So that is a big leap for me. Um, and another really I'm committing myself with training camp for the soul. And that's a big leap for me. I did that thing a few weeks ago that I do in relationships where it felt too serious. And I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, is this really what I want? Do I want to do this? No, no, no. This is, you're just not right for me. And I Mm -hmm. was, you know, brought it to them and they called me forward. I Mm -hmm. love a knot and Chris for it's a very safe space to grow and to make mistakes and to, um, you know, to try out copywriting and try out this stuff with, with their, with their voice. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, when they asked me about that, like, you know, called me forward in, in, in my mantra of commit and stabilize, um, it felt really good to say, cool, I want to commit to this. Um, so that's a huge leap for me. That's a huge leap for me. And, um, at this point in time, I don't know. And it's okay to say, I don't know. I have yet to have clarity around where my revolution is going. But I do know it's to bring as many healthy people back into this world and to help support all of these healers in getting their message out, um, writing their mess into their message, as I like to say. <laughs> um, and what's cool is using story work to do that as well. I'm wondering with the calling forward, do you mind um, sharing a little bit about like, what does it mean to be called forward and what came up for you too? And if yeah. you know, no, <laughs> yeah, okay. an open book. Um, so, it, you know, being called out on your shit, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we can either like have, let our egos take over and say, uh, like, I don't want to be called out on this. Like, I just want to live in this and this is how I am. And this is what I want. And they want this. And, you know, I could live in that world or I can take what somebody says and be like, how can I call myself forward? How can I, um, how can I step into this next micro evolution of myself and really take this reflection that's coming at me, coming to me and use it for my benefit. And that's where discernment comes in because not everybody is to be trusted. I do. I personally do believe that there are bad people out there because I've experienced 
pain from somebody who was not a bad person, but had very bad. Do we lose you? You lost my mic. Oh no. Well, can you hear me? Yes. (laughs) All right. We could sing our Wi-Fi, my Wi-Fi Wednesday song. Wi-Fi Wednesday. (laughs) No, I think it's this cord. I ordered a new one. Okay, well, that's fun. I guess we're just going to stick with my AirPods now. Sorry for that. <laughs> okay, we can still hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, w- I was in a relationship with someone who, who I had to go back and forth, like, is he a bad person or just has bad patterns, but he maliciously hurt other people, hmm. you know? And so, um, you know, nature versus nurture, you can take what you want, but I do believe that the shenanigans of the world that's happening right now are coming from some bad people. Um, and so using discernment to know who to trust when you're being called out or called forward and saying, is this in my best interest to take, to take this, this past weekend, I had a, a, dis- a disagreement, an argument of a, a pattern with a, somebody I've been dating, which that's another conversation about what my <laughs> dating life is turning into. Let's <laughs> want to talk about making a wave, <laughs> taking a, a leap of faith. I've got plans for my next step of that. Um, but we were having a conversation and I was like, I was, I set a boundary and he got very upset. And, uh, um, I felt like he was, I felt like he was gaslighting me and trying to change my reality around what was happening. And when he was like, you know, you talk about my patterns all the time. Like, why don't you look at your patterns for once? Just stop and look at where you created this pattern this time. And I was like, all right, he could be gaslighting me or let me just take it. Let me just sit with it for a second and let mm-hmm. me take this and, and feel what it's like in my body to real. what am I missing? What am I not seeing? Because this is something that's happened in many relationships. So it can't just be him. And that's when I had the breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very cool. And words cannot describe the feeling that I've had um, the opening that I had in my solar plexus and how I'm still, I'm still do it's happening all the time. And that's how I know it's a breakthrough because it's continuing to happen. And I'm integrating it. Mm. Um, which is very cool. Turned into me writing a short story yesterday for the first mm. time. I just like sat down and just like, I just started my morning journaling and it turned into eight pages of a short story, like 35 minutes, like pen did not stop. Mm. Um, negation acknowledged. Um, mm. and the calling forward part is times when you feel like you're going to be called out or you're being called out on something and doing something with it. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, that discernment does play a role though. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're always looking to other people to be your lighthouse, like you'll never find your own lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been my, been me. I'm always looking at other people to save me, other people to give me the answers. And I'm like, all right, all right. Self-responsibility, reparenting little Sam, I can take care of you, little Sammy. I've got you. We can figure this out on our own as well as leaning on our community. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's where, that's what that calling forward means to me. Um, and I like that a lot more than calling out because Mm. I love growth. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just love it. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's a word choice too. Like calling out is more like when you think of it, somebody is coming to you and being like, this is what I see wrong with you. Um, versus calling forward is like, Hey, I noticed this thing coming up. May I, may I acknowledge that I see this and encourage you to take a look at it yourself. And so there's the, just the change in the word is more mm -hmm. of a conversation too, and an invitation to take a look within versus being like, I think this thing's wrong with you and you need to go change it. Cause I don't like it. And so that, and that's about the other person too. And even when there's something with you, like it's more about them when they're calling you out. And when somebody's calling you forward, they're like, I'm, I'm inviting you to take a look and take a step forward. And so that's, yeah, I like the wording with that. Oh, the way you said it. Thanks. <laughs> well, we have a question for you about good trouble. Um, we like to talk about pirates creating good trouble. So what does it mean to you to create good trouble? And what's some of the trouble you've been creating? Oh my gosh. I feel like I make trouble everywhere I go. <laughs> And it's with good intentions. So I was thinking about this this morning because I was listening to your episode on making good trouble that you guys had. And I was like, I do, I have intentions of good trouble, you know, stirring the pot with the idea of growth mm -hmm. and with the intention of like best interests. So I tend to go into, and this is a pattern of mine is trying to save people, um, I mean, you can't save people. They can only save themselves. You can provide the tools. You can provide the resources. You can give them everything they need. But if they don't want to take it, it's not your problem. It's my, it's my constant internal dialogue. Um, constant. Um, I've been working at a bar for the past, at a biker bar, um, when I decided to stop coaching. Um, and I was like, okay, I need money. I don't know what's happening in my business. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. I'm very lost. I need to go find where somewhere that I can work with two days a week and make rent. So I started working in a biker bar and this pattern started showing up for me. I'm working, you know, I'm literally giving people poison and like also like being their therapist. Um, and they, uh, and to me, I'm creating good trouble, just like with my, with my reparenting revolution, with spreading this message. It's to me, I'm, I'm trying to do that everywhere I go, like constantly having these conversations, constantly getting curious about why people are believing a narrative, constantly getting curious around why people um, make decisions with the way that they do. I've always been curious around that. Um, that's why I was so interested in religion. Um, it was because I'm so curious about people's belief systems why they believe the things that they do and what holds them to this earth. Like what those belief systems keep them grounded. Um, and I, lo I love the stories too. I love, I love the mm -hmm. stories. Um, and that's still showing up. And in this, you know, asking more questions, um, even more questions and um, To me, I'm creating good trouble and getting people to think for themselves and getting people to think of where they're holding themselves back. Some people don't want that trouble. Uh, so I'm definitely learning discernment around what communities to create that good trouble and where it's acceptable and accepted and asking permission, mm -hmm. you know, to do that. Um, 
And that's really what's calling me to Austin, you know, is being around people who want to continue to grow together and explore together and um, call themselves forward and create that trouble. Um, yeah, I would say I'm definitely creating some trouble on social media when I talk, when I really do open my talk about what I really see happening. Um, like I said, I come from a theater background. So like anytime I post anything about the narrative, I, I get, I lose at least like 10 to 20 followers. Um, I, I gain new people as well. And I have many people who reach out and say, thank you. Thank you for being, for speaking this truth. Thank you for being so brave. Um, and I also have people who say, shame on you. You're, you're clearly trying to ruin the world. Like I've, I've gotten messages just like that. Um, and it's, uh, or I've gotten, you're doing something very dangerous and that's difficult. That's trouble. And the question is, is like, all right, am I prepared to keep making this trouble? And the answer is yes, I'm prepared to keep making this trouble. <laughs> when one thing in the trouble too is like you said way, way back in the beginning was learning how to say it without being like, everybody needs to be on board with me. So what we like to say is sometimes being too pirate, um, where it's like, mm -hmm. if you're not seeing it my way, then everybody's wrong. Um, and working on taking the message and sticking to it, but saying it in a way, not, not to make it palatable, but to like say it in a way that isn't excluding necessarily. Does that make sense? Like <laughs> all of a sudden I'm like, I, all of a sudden I started questioning what I was saying, but yeah, like taking it and without watering it down though, still you did the work to go within to be like, this is my message. This is what I hold true to. And so from there growing, like, this is, this is my belief and this is what I will stand by. So yeah. And, and realizing not everybody's going to join on that boat and the right people will inviting them in right mm -hmm. like doing it in a way that invites them rather than pushes them away mm -hmm. I think as a as a naturally curious person and as um an empath and as a Gemini um <laughs> I'm very good at seeing all sides and I do often have to remind myself that not everybody has that superpower mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so getting people to see something outside of like their um their bubble like even trying to get my parents to see outside of their bubble um has always been difficult for me and it's drove, driven me crazy for years mm -hmm. um and it's important if we want to be strong leaders um so where can our listeners go to find out more about you and what you're doing well yeah i'm quite quiet right now because i'm <laughs> writing for other people's pages at the moment um, and still like re this conversation alone, I have many ideas of like, all right, how can I put my voice back, back out there? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Sammy says dance S A M M I. Um, you can also listen to my podcast, the reparenting revolution found all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can also follow at training camp for the soul because I'm writing for them right now <laughs> and I'm all up in there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, before we ask, we've got two more questions, but before we ask them, is there anything that you'd either like to ask us or anything that you'd like to share that we didn't get to yet? Those are great questions. 
what in doing this podcast, what are you guys learning about how to be a better pirate? Mm. Good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my response would be that um, there are some very common threads through um, most of the people that we talk to. Um, and uh, when you look at those common threads, really what being a pirate is all about is really asking yourself what you want. So like releasing the narrative of what you should be doing and really looking inside and figuring out what you want. That seems to be, I don't know, listening to yourself and that to that intuition has been something that almost everybody has um, spoken about, as well as um, adding in fun. Mm-hmm. I say those are the very two common threads um, that unite all of the all of us pirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fun part has definitely come up many times. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and with that too, like um, one of my more favorite quotes from the. How, how to be more pirate. No, be more pirate. <laughs> Their <laughs> titles are too close together. <laughs> the original be more pirate book. Um, there was a quote about in order to change the world, you need to throw a better party than those that are aiming to destroy it. So yeah, finding that fun and um, going within and figuring out too, what is it? What is it that I want? What is it that I will stand firm on? Um, so you can create that code and then, then have fun, throw a party because people will listen. <laughs> people <laughs> will listen when you're having fun. Um, when they feel like they're being talked to, yelled at, whatever, they're going to start tuning out. But when you join them to invite or invite them to join your party and have fun, mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to want to join in. So that's, that's my part. <laughs> I love that quote. hmm I love that quote. And I love, I love our community. I was saying to um, a friend last night, I was like, we're adults who have bug beds. So our friends can come over for a sleepover. <laughs> like, we're, we have fun and we do mm-hmm. it with great intention. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think the last thing I'd want to leave your listeners with is, and you know, I know many people here are already word pirates. And even so, pay attention to the words. Hmm. Just a gentle reminder, our words, their words, my words, your words, mm-hmm. pay attention to the words. Um, Cause they'll, they'll trick you and look at all the ways that those words could have different meanings. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, yeah. You can go back and check out our uh, episode with uh, Laurel Erica. Mm-hmm. If you want to deep dive into the words. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how they the words there's like d- double and triple meanings behind things that we say. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so with that, what are mm-hmm. uh, how would you recommend our listeners go about starting their own pirate life? Other than pay attention to the words. <laughs> yeah. Start writing. <laughs> start writing anything down, anything you're thinking, anything you're feeling, because you'll start to see your words. And you'll start to recognize what feels wrong and you'll start to recognize what you really want. 
Um, we get very caught up in our minds and it's all a big jumble up here. Start to just write it down, take out your phone and your notes, even if you just dictate it, start there and stay consistent and your life will change mm -hmm. and quickly. Mm -hmm. Good advice. Mm -hmm. All right. We have one more. Um, do you know any pirate jokes? Oh my gosh. You know, I start, that's what shut down my computer earlier. <laughs> I was looking at pirate jokes. And I was like, I was like, what's happening? Why is it? Why isn't this working? Um, oh my God. Otherwise, do you want to hear one? Do you know one? I do, do want to hear one. one. <laughs> okay. I want to hear one. Um, where do pirates go to get a drink? Where? The sandbar. Oh, <laughs> so good. So bad. So terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking through trying to find someone we hadn't heard before. And I was like, Sammy works at a bar. This one, this <laughs> one's a good one. <laughs> well, what's funny is that like, I used to, and that's not such a thing in theater when you're an MC as a cruise director, people are like, always have jokes on hand. And mm -hmm. telling jokes is not my thing. Mm -hmm. Like telling those one-liners. I was never like, I, it, I always just like feel so awkward doing it. <laughs> I'm much funnier when I'm just myself and say something yeah. like, oh, oh man. <laughs> Thanks I, for the joke though. You're welcome. I used to mess up jokes all the time. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd try to tell one and be like, oh shoot, I think I just said the punchline in the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I know this is, you know, we're supposed to be over now, but that's such a thing in theater. Like part of my degree is, was them saying like, always have a joke in your back pocket in case you're asked that at a at an audition, which mm -hmm. is a job interview. And it's like, God, there's so many, it's so stressful. I don't want to be <laughs> all the things. <laughs> just want to be me. Thanks, Sammy. We had a lot of fun talking with you today. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, subscribe and share with your friends. You can also find us on Instagram at Pirate Living Podcast to keep up with the latest episodes, awesome guests, and bonus clips. Pop in and say hi. We love chatting with fellow pirates. You can also reach out to us to learn more about our individual and group coaching programs. And keep creating good trouble. <laughs>